Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Acorn Milk and the Blue Goblins, an adaptation of a folktale from the British Isles written for you by Daniel Hines. This is part one of the story. Tune in to part two next week. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Harris and Parker and their family, Ryder, Millie, and Wyatt and their family, Jesse and Kana Quinn and their family from San Francisco, Evelyn, Maeve, and Caroline and their family, and Esther, Judith, and Akiva and their family from Wheaton, Illinois. Thank you so much, Akiva, Judith, Esther, Caroline, Maeve, Evelyn, Kana, Jesse, Wyatt, Millie, Ryder, Parker, and Harris. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. You can also check out all of our merch, available at storiespodcast.com shop. If you would like to receive a thank you in a future episode, head over to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, you can team up with friends in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Where you can meet talking flowers. Life's full of surprises. And where piranha plants sing. <laughs> and where Mario, Luigi, and Peach turn into elephants. Wowie zowie! And where this announcer turns into a... Super tiny announcer! <laughs> That's not in the game. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little excited. Nintendo Switch, the home of Mario and friends. Game rated E for everyone. Game and systems sold separately. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Acorn Milk and the Blue Goblins, Part 1 Once upon a time, there was a happy little family who lived by a strange old forest. The forest was called the Three-Day Wood, because it took three days to make it through on horseback. That was only if you knew the way, though. If you were a stranger... It may as well have been called the Three-Week Wood, dark and winding as it was. The family knew the forest as well as their own backyard, though, which made sense, seeing as how they were one and the same. Mother and father had grown together in the village nearby, exploring the rambling forest paths as kids. Their own kids, Peter and Sasha, were born and raised flirting with the forest's edge. To them, it was more than just trees, more than doe and pine and stream. To them, it was a member of the family, one with some dark secrets tucked away in its sunless folds. The family, like most families, had a familiar nightly ritual. Father would cook dinner while mother did math lessons with the kids. Of course, they'd chat happily while they ate. After dinner, Peter washed the dishes and Sasha dried them while their parents got the fire ready for the night. Then it was brushing teeth and a bedtime story and a softly sung lullaby. At least, that was the idea. Usually, Father would burn dinner while he wrangled Peter back into his chair. Sasha would complain about having to do math instead of coloring with her new wax crayons. They'd argue while they ate, shouting through mouths full of mashed potatoes. After dinner, Peter would whine about the dishes until his mom helped, and Sasha would drop as many as she dried. Then, the kids would pretend to brush their teeth, get caught lying, and then brush them for real under father's watchful glare. 
Then, finally, their dad would come in and tell them a bedtime story. That last part, Peter and Sasha both loved, so it actually went as planned. Otherwise, it was a battle. The kids would complain, they'd whine and cry and beg, and mother and father would always use the same threat on them. Do your chores or the blue goblins will come and take you away. Do your chores or the blue goblins will come and take you away. It had scared them terribly when they were younger, but now it felt more like a joke. They had blown off their chores plenty of times and the blue goblins had never come. I don't think there's such a thing as blue goblins, Peter said one morning after his mother told him he better make his bed. Oh, you don't? Mother asked. Well, you should. They live deep in the three-day wood and they love to snatch up misbehaving children. You're just trying to scare us, Sasha said. And that same night, when the dish grime was thick and patience was thin, the kids exploded. I hate chores, Peter shouted. He threw the dirty pan he was scrubbing back into the sink, splashing himself and Sasha with sudsy water. Do your homework, do the dishes, make your bed. Maybe mom and dad should do all the chores if they like them so much, Sasha agreed scrunching her dish-drying rag into a ball. We should just quit. Peter froze, blinking at his little sister. Uh, can we do that? He mopped the splash dishwater from his face and looked with guilt to their parents' closed bedroom door. When he turned back, his sister was already gone. Peter, come on, Sasha whispered from the front door. Let's go, quick. Peter hurried through the kitchen and followed his sister out the door. They started laughing into their hands as they crossed the yard and quickly lost themselves in the cobwebbed edges of the three-day wood. Where should we go? Peter asked. (laughs) Just far enough so they can't see us, Sasha said, still giggling mischievously. We'll see how they like doing the dishes without us. They walked into the wood until the light from their little home was lost among the trees, and then a little further still. I've never been out here so late, Sasha said. The stars are so pretty. Peter led the way, pushing aside the occasional stray branch growing across the trail. The smell of fungus and pine filled his nose, and the nighttime animal stir filled his ears. I went out hunting with Dad a couple times, Peter said. Look there! He leaned over his sister and stretched up an arm, pointing out a constellation in the stars. That's Orion the Hunter. See? You can find him by his belt. Sasha craned her neck, but tree branches kept blocking her view. I want to see Orion's belt. I need to find a clearing. She ran on ahead, slippered feet whispering over the starlit path and leaves scuffling about her ankles. Sasha, no, wait, Peter called, chasing after her. Don't go too far in. We don't even have a... Whoa! He tripped over his sister, who had found a branch-free patch to stare at the stars. He tumbled head over heels and ended up on his back, staring up at the sky. A moment later, Sasha's face leaned into view. We don't even have a what? she asked, chipper as always. A lantern, croaked Peter, sitting up and rubbing at a skinned knee. 
We don't even have a lantern. That's okay. You know the way back, right? Peter looked around, rising to his feet. Um, he said, eyes shifting. Honestly, I have no idea. What? snapped Sasha. But you said you've been here lots of times hunting with Dad. I said I went a couple of times. Well, bother, she said, kicking at a rock. What do we do now? Just, uh, just let me think for a minute. Whatever, at least we aren't doing chores. I'd rather be lost than drying dishes. We aren't lost, said Peter. We're just a little, just a little, uh, turned around. It's fine. That means lost. You can't fool me, Peter. Mmm, alone in the woods, are we? It was a strange voice, one that sent shivers down Sasha's spine and made Peter's hair stand on end. It was followed by hideous whispers rippling out in echo, each more jeering than the last. Lost they are! So deep in the woods. Oh, no way home! Who said that? said Peter. In return came a callous cackle, a gruesome giggle, and a mortal chortle, too. Who said that? Ha ha ha! said the first voice again, mocking. You better answer my brother, said Sasha, or he'll beat you up. Peter shot his sister a look. He didn't even like killing spiders. She knew that. Still, he held up his fists, curled in tight balls. They may have looked more intimidating if they weren't shaking so badly. That's right, he called back, wishing his voice sounded a little less small in the great big woods. Oh, such a tough little warrior, came the voice, and this time Sasha spotted its owner. There, sitting on a low branch, was a lumpy little creature. If it were on the ground, it'd be no higher than Sasha's waist. Its ears were long and pointed as a rabbit's, and its face was strangely human except for a too-wide, sneering mouth. It had a frog's skin, warty and slimy and mottled, but blue. You're the blue goblins, Sasha whispered, suddenly terrified. Are you going to take us away? You better not, said Peter. He tried to put himself between his sister and the goblin, but there were a dozen of the blue creatures now creeping out from all directions. Oh, yes, we are the Blue Goblins, their leader confirmed. My name is Glimborb, and we don't take kids anymore. You don't? asked Sasha. Then why are you bothering us? snapped Peter, bravely as he dared. The Blue Goblins weren't very big, but there were a lot of them, and those sneering mouths held lots of little yellow teeth. Well, we're tired of taking kids. They're loud and messy and whiny, said the goblin, and the others chimed in. The shrieks. The spells. The smells. So what we want now are parents. We've been watching you. You're practically our neighbors after all. We know you're tired of chores, tired of parents. Isn't that true? I guess so, Peter said. Wouldn't you rather send your parents with us for a while? No more washing, no more cleaning, no more brushing your teeth or eating your vegetables. 
Yeah! cried Sasha. What about you, Peter? I don't know. It would just be for a little while, right? Of course! Glimborb crooned. Just a day or two, a little visit. Parents need vacations, and I bet you kids do too. A break from chores and plans and math, a time to rest anew. If mom and dad come here to stay just for a few nights, we promise they'll relax all day and come back home all right. The best thing for a family is spending time apart. Mom and dad can be grown-ups and kids don't work so hard. The best thing for a family is spending time apart. Mom and dad can be grown-ups and kids don't work so hard. Just think about your time alone, no parents' watchful eye. Eat candy, sweets, and cakes galore, what a sugar high! Don't worry about dishes or making up your bed. Just play games and fool around, have lots of fun instead. The best thing for a family is spending time apart. Mom and dad can be grown-ups and kids don't work so hard. The best thing for a family is spending time apart. Mom and dad can be grown-ups and kids don't work so hard. What do you say? <laughs> Peter, come on, said Sasha. No chores. They deserve a vacation. Well, I guess if it's only for a day or two. Good, good, chirped the goblin, rummaging in its ragged leather clothes. After a moment of searching, it said, Aha! and held up a grubby little bottle. It was glass and corked with a wad of trailing moss. What's that? Sasha said, scrunching her face at the thin beige liquid inside. Acorn milk, cried the goblin happily, and the other goblins cheered. How do you milk an acorn? asked Sasha. You don't milk acorns, said Peter. It's like the almond milk mom makes. You grind the nuts and water and... Wait, with acorns? I've never heard of anyone drinking acorn milk. Well, that's because it's a magical milk of our own machinations. A scrumptious sweet treat of our sinister ministrations. The goblin laughed and pressed the bottle into Peter's hands. Its hands were even slimier than they looked, and Peter jerked his hand away. Oh, gross. What am I supposed to do with this? The goblins were already disappearing, slipping back into the forest. Follow the blue hands home, it said, and give each parent one drop of acorn milk. What then? Sasha hollered into the trees. Then wait. Then sleep. Then we'll come. And then they were gone, leaving the brother and sister alone in a quiet forest lit by the moon and stars. Did that really happen? asked Sasha. I'd say so, Peter said, handing her the bottle of acorn milk. What do we do now? Follow the blue hands like they said. Sasha started to argue, but then she followed Peter's gaze. Here and there on the trees were glowing blue handprints, leading a path through the forest back in the direction of home. I guess we follow it? she asked. I guess so, Peter said. They set off following the handprints. 
They shone like blue blazes on the trees, and soon the kids found themselves entering the familiar woods of their backyard. Inside their little house, they found their parents asleep. After some whispered conversation, they snuck into their parents' room and put a drop of acorn milk onto each of their lips. Dad snored and nearly woke up, but he swallowed the milk anyway, and the kids were soon tucked away in bed, hearts pounding. Do you really think anything will happen? whispered Sasha. Probably not. Let's just forget about it, Peter said, starting to feel a little guilty. Tomorrow morning everything will be the same. I don't care what the blue goblins said. Really, we should have never taken the stuff. Sasha had more questions, but Peter rolled over, pillow over his head. Soon, they were both asleep. The next morning, when they woke up, their parents were gone. To be continued. Today's story, part one of Acorn Milk and the Blue Goblins, was an adaptation of a folktale from the British Isles, written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon, with a song by us both. Tune in next week for part two. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com slash stories.